As a gardener, I work in all sorts of weather. Like today, in the middle of winter, it's a sunny day, and it looks pretty good for working out there. It's a Sunday, so I'm having it off. But other days, it could be really wet. It could be rainy, um, windy, both light and strong winds. And when it's at those extremes, um, I can complain. I can complain about the weather. We all do, don't we? <laughs> and in the in the summer... It can be like really hot, it just can be too much and I, I come home just absolutely drained from this, just the heat. But in the winter of course it can be torrents of rain um, hitting me. But all this weather has a, I suppose a good and a bad side to it. So in the summertime I'm looking for the rain, you know, to water the ground and wash the dust off the trees. And in, in the winter time I'm looking for the sun to feel better and a bit warmer and um, I love listening for lightning and seeing it because it's part of the nitrogen cycle that brings um, nitrogen that's trapped in the air into a liquid form that falls to the earth and waters the plants um, and then there's the wind that just keeps on um, everything flowing so things don't get stagnant so <coughs> as I'm as I do my garden, I um, my moods can swing <laughs> from thankfulness to grumbling. It was too wet today. Oh, it's too hot. It's so hot. Oh, but uh, throughout this, I have to remind myself that uh, God is good, and I have an eternal God that wants to help me in this broken, mixed-up world. And <clears throat> the, can you accept both good and bad from God? That's the question, isn't it? Like, it's really easy to accept the good, eh? The days when everything's going well, the sun is shining, you've slept well, and you know you have beauty and purpose. But what about the days when the clouds are dark, um, or there's tiredness or pain surrounds your heart, and you feel ugly and defeated, and you want to hide? Or something even worse. But I think acceptance is something we grow ourselves into. I'll repeat that. Acceptance is something we grow ourselves into. And in the last few blog posts, I've been uh, talking about a guy called Job. And the book of Job is one of the most mysterious and traumatic books of the Bible. Um, yeah, it's a puzzling story. But it's I like it because it's actually a story that I think we can all relate to because he has times of absolute despair and puzzling and wondering. So in this week's, um, and, and in last week's uh, particular um, blog and podcast, we, we said, found Job and our human friend sitting on an ash heap, pile of ash, and picking at his sore. So he's in a bad way. And last week we talked about how his wife came and absolutely gave him heaps and challenged his faithful commitment to God and she wanted him to walk away from God and she said do you still persist in your integrity curse God and die <laughs> so this week he actually speaks his response to that uh, challenge and he says but he said to her you speak as any foolish woman would speak shall we receive the good at the hand of God and not receive the bad in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Now, we have to unpack this verse from Job, verse 10. And when he says, 
you speak as any foolish woman would speak. He is saying that she doesn't have the wisdom or the, the knowledge to make such declarations. She does not have the depth of wisdom to, from which to draw upon to help in the situation. And then he asks a question. And questions have a way of sort of opening up the other to explore further. They can be challenging, but sometimes sometimes hard questions need to be asked. And um, <clears throat> questions that take us into mystery, further mystery and confusion. And uh, the book of Job and, and Job himself is just full of such questions. I probably should do a question count in the book of Job some stage and just see how many questions were asked. But words matter. And three of the words in that little question thing is, um, well, the first one is receive, which um, in the Hebrew is kabal, which means to accept, to accept. And the next one is good, with taub, benefits. Shall we accept the benefits? <laughs> and then there's bad, ra, which means adversity. So shall we receive into ourselves only the benefits without also the adversaries? Now, currently it's winter time and I am pruning roses. And they are dormant. But I know that spring is coming. And very soon those new buds will be pushing out. Uh, and they want to um, give expression to beautiful roses. And so I am pruning. I'm being very harsh. And there is much adversity. <laughs> but I have a like a really a compelling vision of beauty and purpose coming to greet me in four months' time when I when I look at those ro- rose bushes and they'll just be absolutely covered in flowers. Um, I figure that the trouble precedes the benefits, produces the benefits, you know, that harshness. And without that harshness, they, they, those roses just wouldn't have the amazing uh, amount of roses, uh, flowers and beauty and smell and fragrance and bees and so on. And I think sometimes, like, I am a ro- rose bush too. <laughs> and I endure the uh, rain and the cold and the drought and the storms. But I also receive the water and the warmth, the sunlight and the affirmations. And out of this mixture of blessing and adversity comes knowing, a depth of knowing. A knowing that can bless me and others. Um, another example, I didn't put this into the blog, but is tomatoes. <laughs> now, most of the tomatoes you buy at the supermarket will be probably grown in a uh, polyhouse and under hydroponic conditions. So there's absolutely perfect nutrition, water, feed, light, um, and no insects, no wind. Um, it is just a factory, a factory growing tomatoes. Now, <clears throat> I like tomatoes, but when I eat one of those tomatoes, they can be just full of water and very, very bland and not much flavour. And so, in the summertime, I like to grow my own tomatoes. <laughs> out out in the garden, in soil and compost, where it's going to rain and the wind's going to blow and they're going to get beaten around a bit and the roots have to work hard to explore to get the food. Um, and when those tomatoes come, boy, man, the flavour, because they've had to do it hard. Uh, nothing, it's, nothing's laid on for them. And, you know, you give 
someone who's used to um, tomatoes, and you give them one of your beautiful, you know, homegrown tomatoes, and they go, wow, what is this? And I say, this is a tomato. <laughs> and it's just because it's grown differently. And quite frankly, I'd much rather be an outdoor tomato than an indoor tomato, if you get my point. And uh, I think I can share a lot more beauty through a lot of adversity. But look, we want the benefits, don't we? We still sort of know deep within ourselves, somewhere in our DNA of that time of walking in the cool of the day with God. We know that. We know that that's part of us. But we tasted perfection in all things. All the tomatoes were grown in soil <laughs> and fantastic flavour. Roses were just incredible. But we, and we still know and we long to be there. But we have a mixture of the harshness of living outside the garden and the perfect scent of beautiful roses. And there's an, accept, an acceptance we need to have of our situation. And I think it, go, it grows in us, the acceptance grows in us and into knowing God rather than demanding God's blessing and removing the adversaries, adversities. You know, I mindfully swing of conscious thought focus back into sitting at the feet of Jesus and being still and silent. I want to know God more than God's blessings and relief from adversity. I really do. I'll go through the adversity if I can know a little bit more about God. And this is what we find by the end of the book of Job. He is brought to a more profound knowledge of God. And God wants us to be open and honest to them about all areas of our lives, being thankful for the benefits, but also grateful that we are not alone in times of adversity. You know, acceptance grows with knowing we are accepted by God, no matter where the pendulum of life swings. So, but what are you clinging to? What is your default focus? Is it the benefits? Or the adversity. Um, I believe our brains have this habit of clinging like Velcro to negative experiences and being like Teflon to the positive. And Rick Hansen, he writes this, The brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. This shades implicit memory. Our underlying expectations, beliefs, actions, strategies and mood in an increasingly negative direction. I'll read that again. The brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. This shades implicit memory. Your underlying expectations, beliefs, action strategies and mood in an increasingly negative direction. So I want to train my brain to Velcro cling to the goodness of God. <laughs> Velcro cling, like it's going to cling to the goodness of God, even when the adversity times come. And so when those times do come, I will be held to God's love. Stuck to it, knowing it's when adversity hits, I'm still going to be held by God's love. So, so to answer the question, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Yes. We will. <laughs> hey, here's some quotes for you to consider. First two are from uh, Richard Raw, And he's written a marvellous book about Job and the mystery of suffering. 
He says this, All of life is a mixture of joy and sorrow. We must accept both together. Uh, brackets. But one is not a punishment or reward for the other. This is crucial. Close brackets. In the mystery of Christ's death and resurrection, this has become very dramatised, personalised and correctly imaged. Both come together and we can't have one without the other. There has been a great temptation in many modern religious movements, like some of the charismatic movement or the gospel of success, to have the resurrection without the cross, to enjoy part of the mystery and to avoid the pain that necessarily comes or goes with it. And the next quote from Richard is this one. Worthwhile joy has pain stain. I'll read that again. Worthwhile joy has pain stain. True joy is not an is not authentic unless it's achieved through pain. Not under it, not to the right or left or over it, but through it. That's the only authentic joy, Christian joy. Any other joy is a covering up of pain and escaping and denying. There is much denial in religion. The old ostrich manoeuvre, pretend it's not happening. That's not what the Lord is calling us to. It is not the whole Paschal mystery. That's from Richard Raw, uh, Job and the Mystery of Suffering. Uh, another quote. Compassion means entering the suffering of another in order to lead the way out. Rosaria Champagne Butterfield. And the final one is from Larry Crabb. When you stand before me, God, in mystery, you will eventually rest with me in trust. When you can't figure me out, you'll have given up the illusion of predictability and control and discover the joy of freedom and hope. Larry Crabb. Some questions. Yeah, um, number one, questions are there to open us up. How do you respond to Job's question? Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Hmm. Two, pruning roses, extremes of weather. What picture spoke to you the most? And number three, the mood pendulum swings. How can we keep it centred on knowing God in both the extremes of blessing and adversity? So that's this week's post. Um, I hope you found it helpful. Send me an email. love to hear from my listeners and viewers, readers. It's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And uh, send me some reflections on what I've shared here. Um, and also just a big thank you to, I know one of my listeners, you know who you are, um, contributed to the web hosting costs of Turning the Page. And I just want to say thank you and to anybody else who's listening there um, who supports. And if you want to become a regular supporter of Turning the Page, come over to uh, turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. And um, for a dollar a month, just, just a huge blessing to me and helps keep things going along. Okay, until next week, have a look at the weather. Is it good? Bad? God is in it all. Okay, bye.